0: Gyro Nation Metal.
1: Guys, welcome to Gyro Nation Metal. My name is Jeff and I'll be your host. Amanda Kieran joins us today from Edmonton, Alberta. She's the lead singer of Into Eternity and The Order of Chaos. She's been in the game for over 14 years and just finished headlining the Loudest Hell Festival in Drumheller, Alberta. And I just found out that she broke her way into pop music. <laughs> Amanda, welcome and thank you for coming on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
1: No problem. I am too. And uh, I do have to tell anybody who's listening that you're doing this from a car, so that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yep, it's raining.
1: Oh, that's but terrible. We're
0: here. It's not terrible. We need rain. That a I freaking guess that's heat true. wave for like four months.
1: It was four months the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I stayed in like my basement the entire time. Heat wave, which seems nice, but. <laughs> I can't handle that heat, man. That's brutal.
1: No, like 30, 40 degrees, it's unmanageable.
0: It is. It is. It's
1: gross. And there was no wind.
0: No, there's no way. I. It made me realize how much I love our weather and that if it's cold, you can always add on. Like when you're too hot, there's nothing you can do, even if you exactly. have a cold shower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the problem I have with Alberta is the the winds in the, in the wintertime. Like the cold I can deal with, I can put on jacket too, but as soon as that know, wind starts going it cuts right through everything.
0: Wind, I know. It's it can it be your really face. brutal sometimes. Yeah, like when you're yeah, I don't drive, so like waiting for the bus and your eye like your whole face freezes up. I'm sure a lot of Canadian friends on, on the Facebook have shown you those pictures of them oh, yeah. walking outside and their eyelashes are frozen to their face. <laughs>
1: Luckily, I can't grow a beard, so I don't get any frost in there. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking before and you said you've lived in Edmonton your entire life.
0: Yeah, I lived in Vancouver for a couple years, like when I was younger. But yeah, Edmonton mm-hmm. all the way, man.
1: How's the metal scene there pre-COVID?
0: It, it's uh, I think it's like any anyone, right? Like it started out epic, right? Because we're mm-hmm. all young, being snuck into the... Into the bar and, like, you know, the metal scene is created and there's all the the older people that are looking at you like crazy young kids, you know. And now I'm going to metal shows being like, oh, look at all these young crazy metal kids. Like, (laughs) it just, it's really good. Um, Sometimes there's not as many people as you want there to be mm-hmm. but when a really good show happens and it and it means a lot you know like farewell show or a band came back you know people show up and yep. and it's really magical to see everybody and 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 it's crazy because yeah there's the new the new uh, generation of metalheads coming into the club and it's quite it's it's awesome but it's it's funny because you think you know i was pretty crazy back in those days too so yeah it's pretty good, but yeah, uh, obviously it's going to be much better now because mm-hmm. everybody's just excited to be out. So
1: yeah, it's. I hope. I hope there's a lot of different shows in a short span of time.
0: Me too, and I think there already is. I've already missed a lot of shows, <laughs> but
1: in Edmonton, that,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Really, like, there's tons of going on. Because uh, the funny thing is, is uh, I went online to Edmonton events. And I mm-hmm. I looked up every everything. So uh, I'm in the middle of moving, like we were talking about. So I'm yep. missing out on the jazz blues festival right now, which is kind of wow. heartbreaking because I really 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 I told myself I would start going to like every show possible. It Doesn't matter what it is, where it is. So there's lots of going on right now. There was just Rock Fest that played here. Yep. Um, you know, there's a a cd release my buddy's having a cd release soon october in october ravenous and so it's uh, lots of stuff is going on you just you got to look just go look in your town edmonton yep. events or you know wherever you are right
1: i feel like uh calgary used to have a wicked metal scene but i haven't seen any shows but i also haven't been looking they too have much
0: like crit like every time i've played there which has been for the last 14 years always the mm-hmm. best time and when you're in the back alley, there's like a hundred other venues and like other, like there's, there was always like at least three shows going on on the same yep. street. It was so fun. I love that. Cause then oh, you yeah. could like play your show and then hop on over the next bar, go check out that band.
1: I think... I think every crowd is kind of missing the the live music scene right now, even, like, they electronic are. country, everything.
0: They didn't realize, like, well, people know how important it is, but people don't really mm-hmm. realize just how important music is. Like, if we didn't have it, like, I'm not saying open early. I was never supporting that. I was just saying, like, because we were trying to fight to get keep the starlight open in Edmonton. Yeah. It's, like, been, you know, the foundation of you know it's it's our number one club here and thank god we all pulled it pulled it together and to keep it open Mm -hmm. because it's not that i wanted them to open up i just wanted them to have funding so that they would be there when we could open up because without those venues like yeah a lot of a lot of bands can't just play roger's place like yeah so even the smaller bands which are still huge they go to the starlight room like Mm -hmm we need that venue so yeah I was messaging all the all the people in charge my vocabulary ain't that good but I was like you can't deny the feeling you get at a live show and <laughs> yeah so I'm really it's happy true that it's everybody completely different together
1: yeah I uh I watched your interview there with uh, on metal health and you were mentioning how weird things were at the Starlight um that sounds yeah. really weird <laughs> the way things they did or the way they did things during covid
0: Oh, for the for which?
1: Uh, well, For the Starlight. Yeah,
0: they that were they doing... were like,
1: you couldn't you couldn't do the DJ thing, but they could still have private.
0: No, dances. that wasn't Starlight. That was my job at Shade.
1: Oh, oh, okay.
0: Shade Gentlemen's Club I wasn't it was too a strip sure. Club, yeah.
1: Oh, I've never been uh, to either actually. So, um... yeah.
0: No, Starlight's a venue, like one of the the biggest metal venues run by Tyson. Great fucking okay. promoter. Like, yeah, it's our, it's our, it's our, it's Edmonton's venue like we love that place. There's a lot of other places like Shaker's Roadhouse and stuff and yeah. but a lot closed down as you know. So mm-hmm. but thankfully the Starlight Room did not close.
1: I'm uh, I'm glad you cleared up my confusion because I was like a venue and a strip club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be really awesome. I guess you could have shows at Shade, but yeah, no, it's uh it's yeah. It's uh it's a great venue and mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love my job. Is it too. indoors? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, cool. Sure I have to make is. a trip up there sometime. So it's you just beautiful. returned from Drumheller. How was loud? Yeah.
0: Okay, I can't even have a beer anymore without like being hungover for five days. And somehow, <laughs> you know, you know these these yeah. like festivals, like you it just like you're a different person. Like I was 16 again. I didn't sleep for three days like
1: you just don't think about the consequences
0: (laughs) well because you're not even thinking and that was the beauty of it you know i was like laying under the stars with my buddies like drinking a bottle of bourbon like oh i don't want to i don't want this to end like like i'm not thinking of anything right now like it's just just this moment you know and it was you know jeff and ryan the whole crew they loud as Mm -hmm. hell is one of my most favorite festivals to play they're always so organized the fact that they like put all this together and the time they had like Mm -hmm. it was very hot but you know you gotta come prepared anyway like yeah you gotta make sure you have sunscreen and water and stuff but it was I'm still high from from loud as hell I I like lost my voice so I couldn't even like sing the high notes but I don't even care I had so much fun it was just love like yeah there the the like the place was a war zone and not in a bad way just everybody mm-hmm. was just on fucking like 110 percent like everybody was just hugs and love and it was the best
1: do you think part of that was um caused because of covid
0: a hundred percent excitable everybody was oh a hundred percent like i know it's awful what has happened and it's really actually heartbreaking when you come up and you see your friends you haven't seen in a long time and you're mm-hmm. like how was your year and you can see it in their eyes it's really heartbreaking mm-hmm. it was hard for all of us it doesn't matter if you worked or if you worked every day this was taxing on everybody like this it fucked everybody up in the head we're all going a little crazy so it was nice to talk to everybody about it and it was heartbreaking but it was also like a lot of amazing things came out of this yep i mean maybe not for some people but i know for me holy shit I wouldn't have released that pop song that i've been wanting to release before i was even in a metal band not a pop mm-hmm. song but i've always wanted to release like a solo song and if yeah. that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that's okay <laughs> <laughs> for that <laughs> for covid so so yeah no Why? obviously it's awful and it's it's really it's really heartbreaking and like it, that it took people's lives and like what it's doing but it also Brought people closer, and look at all the amazing talent that we've seen from the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. And completely because different because people had time to be at
0: home. Yeah, yeah, like those uh cool, like Facebook groups, you know, yep. of the like live music. Oh mm-hmm. man, my mom got hooked on one of those, and she she became like this uh mother and daughter. They became like famous now because every day they'd go on there and they'd play their music and i don't know just beautiful
1: that's awesome i think it gave everybody a chance to uh i don't i don't necessarily want to say grow but if if they were able to get over some of the adversity they're able to see other things that they could do and that's possible right so after being off
0: go on go on
1: Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, so, after being off stage for so long, was it weird to get back on stage and headline a show?
0: It was like a really kind of really kind of crazy. Because I even it was a lot to deal with. Like, I it's crazy how like it was just right back. It was like mm-hmm. doing nothing. Haven't even touched a microphone for two years, and now I'm flying to Regina to try to hit those fucking notes that takes me a long time to get to. Like. Yeah. We didn't have any time to like, you know, it was crazy. And so it was a lot. It was like, dude, do I have everything? Like, how did I do Mm -hmm. this before so quickly, so easily? So it was a lot of pressure. It was way more because, yeah, you're doing nothing for so long. And then, but the second I was on stage, yeah, of course, that adrenaline Mm -hmm. kicks in. That's, That's why we do it. But it was a lot. It was, there was a lot. And I lost my voice just practicing with Into Eternity because... I can't just up and and sing those notes like mm-hmm. I'm not like Stu I, I can't just it takes me an hour to warm up and it takes like the, the band is so challenging like they're mm-hmm. just so intense so after complex, not too. picking up a microphone for two years mm-hmm. yeah during our rehearsals I lost my voice so the show I couldn't even hit any of the high notes but You'd think I would be more upset about that, but it was just so fun that I don't even (laughs) care. There was just so much love that you couldn't, you couldn't even, there would be zero negativity. There was so much love, no one could even touch it. Like, it was just, everybody was just so happy and amazing and, but yeah, I hope, you know, with this COVID stuff, like, it's okay if you slept for a year. I mean... Mm -hmm. I I did a lot of sleeping like a lot of days where you woke up and didn't do anything, right? Yep. Like how did you take were you working?
1: Uh yes, unfortunately I was. Um I say unfortunately because uh we had we had quite the impact at work. So we had a lot of people off because of COVID and okay. the group that we supervise um they pre- there was a huge outbreak so it was it was basically Awful. like I was working in a hospital for a long time, but it was it was manageable and you just deal with everything as it comes so yeah it is what it is and now most that we're out of the thick of it for the most part yeah but now we still we still look back and think like thankfully we had our jobs thankfully we were able to come well, and see our friends at work
0: you're right, but that's where I that's where I stop people, because it's like, it doesn't matter if you worked, that's still mm-hmm. hard on you, because you're totally. at work all day, stressed out, and then you come home to somebody who's been sitting at home all mm-hmm. day, and they're depressed, and they're not happy, and then you have to come home to that and be, you know, like, none of this was easy on anybody. I really don't like it when people are like, oh, well, at least you, at least you worked. It's like, we all have never dealt with anything like this in our life.
1: Yeah. Exactly. None of us.
0: So yeah, like be kind and be like people are going to have bad days. I had a few mm-hmm. fucking meltdowns myself, like. Yeah. You got to be kind to yourself. You got to be patient and be kind to others. We're all going through like we're still all feeling like it's this is fucked, man. And
1: Well, I mean, in the course of a year and a half, we just forgot how to talk to each other and how to be face-to-face.
0: Social anxiety, all that stuff too, right? But I beg of you, like, I try to do this to myself, like, you just, you... Like, for example, I just bought a ticket to a show, and now I have to go. And I do have social anxiety, but I'm going to call that fucking cab, and I'm going to show up. And then what happens? You have the best night ever, and you're like, oh, I'm so happy I came, so...
1: It's interesting to hear a vocalist of two kick-ass bands saying that she has social anxiety.
0: It's not, it's weird because it just kind of happened. But I think it's yeah. this, it's just society and the way it is. Because I've always mm-hmm. gone to shows by myself, always. I've showed up at like Sounds of the Underground, at Roger, like the old Rogers place, like yep. by myself. But the second you walk in, you run into friends. Like mm-hmm. I will always go somewhere by myself, no matter how much social anxiety I have you gotta push cool. yourself
1: I've never gone by myself but like I always buy two tickets and try to force somebody to come with uh. me <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the thing is is if you go by yourself you're not going by yourself because you will always find someone that's there yeah always
1: and they're all there for the same reason
0: exactly so
1: <laughs> and one thing about the metal community like you were talking about how much love uh at loudest hell but I think that's for any metal show
0: Oh, Maybe that, more so that's now cuz covid but, but right now it's just like yeah. on steroids you know everybody's yeah, exactly. just like Hurrah! like ev- like <laughs> the so crowd excited. is going to be the way that a, the crowds are going to be the way that a band has always wanted a crowd to be like just, Exactly. And that's what I've always wanted to do when I'm like live on on the stage I'm always like L- like the time is right now and mm-hmm. I feel like this covid stuff kind of made people like they can feel it now. Things that are so simple, you know, like some of the commercials now that are, like, those cute commercials of, like, I can't wait to share my fries with my friends when I used to yell at them or I can't, yep. like, you know, you, we take for granted so many, li- these little things, like hugging your fucking family, like...
1: Even something as simple as uh, somebody smiling at you, but now you see everybody exactly. through a mask, you don't know what they're Just thinking, covered. you don't know what they're because saying.
0: The, the funny thing is, is it's like... All you can see now is just the pain in everybody's eyes. Yeah. That you can't hide it with the smile because it's just like... "Ah!"
1: (laughs) And you don't know if they're smiling or scowling at you.
0: No, no. So that's a... There was a... It's weird because it's like a huge disconnect, but it wasn't because... Holy fuck, did people get together? Like, we Mm -hmm. all connected on a much deeper level, man. Like, even right now, when you walk past people on the road now it's like hi hi how are you like people care people are aware
1: it's nice to see everything getting back to normal like yeah it's kind
0: of like I don't like to get my hopes up with this type of stuff but yeah I know I'm trying to live in the moment as much as I can right now and like,
1: Take everything you can right now, and then if they do lock us down again, it's like at least we got. Well, I think for that's
0: another reason why people are going crazy at shows and stuff. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like Loud as Hell was the last festival on Earth, and everybody was just there to only just have fun, right? So.
1: Yep, exactly. So you guys now uh, are officially reunited with Stu. Have you guys yeah, talked about how so you guys fast. are going to do? It's cool. I think it's great. But do you guys know what you're going to do with two vocalists?
0: Well, the cool part is, is that two vocalists is kind of is a big thing. And it, mm-hmm. it's not for every band, but with into Eternity, it's like, as me being a fan for so long, it's mm-hmm. perfect. Because now, like, when we were at rehearsal and I actually had a voice and we were hitting all those notes. Oh, my God. Like, we had... Like all of us got goosebumps, and we realized like what this could be. Yeah. So, like for for the first time in in, in history, we could do. You you're you're going to be able to hear all fucking five harmonies from the album, as if you were listening to the album but live. Like that's, that's so cool. That's something you have never heard before. Yeah. Because yeah, there's always like, backup vocals and like troy and we got matt and tim and, and Stu, but mm-hmm. now we got like four four or five people so it's yeah now we're gonna be able to this is gonna yeah this is crazy like i've been talking a lot and bonding with Stu it, it made me feel really special that he when i went to regina he made a point to like hang out with me so that we could Like, he's going to be in the band now, and it's just, like, anything. Right when I first met Into Eternity, it's just love at first sight, you know? It's just, like, family. Like, you've always known each other. So, I'm so excited for what's about to happen, and there's so many, like, everybody has such good ideas, and, like, things are happening, and I'm Mm -hmm. really excited, so I'm stoked. It happened real fast, but I'm really honored that, like, Stu would just come back like this and ready just now you guys ready get to, to knock go. it out
1: of the park together
0: yeah no and it'll be awesome imagine the things i'm gonna learn you know like he's a smart man very talented so i'm so happy to welcome him back to the but he's always been the family but welcome him back into the band and mm-hmm. oh that show was so fun like i laughed so hard it was like a comedy show but like with some heavy metal in it it was
1: in between sets
0: (laughs) it was fucking hilarious yeah i had a really good time i don't even care if people were like what is going on like pretty sure we did the chicken dance up there at one point
1: (laughs) (laughs) instead of a pit you have a chicken dance yeah and the crowd
0: didn't respond the way we wanted but whatever but whatever
1: did they not dance
0: Um, I think some people did, but it's like, it didn't happen (laughs) right away. So Stu's like, come on, do the chicken dance (laughs) and people were just like, what is going on up there? But it didn't, like I said, it didn't matter (laughs) because it's like everybody was just having so much fun. It didn't matter. Like, and maybe if, if there was a couple people up there, like in the crowd, like what's going on here? It just, we had fun and we were just happy to like, I don't get to see those boys a lot. Right. Yeah, so,
1: exactly. And, and now all, all of bands, them right?
0: live in Regina, and now I'm the only one in Edmonton. So.
1: Oh, no. So you, <laughs> have, to dr- bad, you have to fly or drive like, out there.
0: Yeah, no, I feel bad because I'm like, well, i got to like get out there somehow. And But it'll work out. You know, there's lots of bands that live. Oh, yeah. Stu lived in Canada and had his band from America, so.
1: Yeah, that would have been interesting. And uh, I think even Derek Green from Sepultura is kind of the same
0: yeah I yeah where the
1: rest of the band lives but
0: so many bands come from all around the world like mm-hmm. obviously for a band like Sepultura, it's a lot easier to like <laughs> pay totally. for plane tickets and stuff like that but i'll bust have you guys vagina, i remotely? don't care what
1: have you guys ever practiced remotely
0: yeah oh no not like online this is what you're saying
1: no that'd be really hard to do i think
0: it's because it I've seen people do it on online for like the covid stuff. Yep. What bands did that? Uh, Post Malone did it, right? Uh, did
1: there it, were like, quite a, a few projects.
0: <clears throat>
1: I know like a, a lot bunch of bands uh, did. A lot of members went through metal injection and they uh, I think it was metal injection they had to the slay at home and so they had members from different bands coming together and making different songs. Isn't that I thought cool? that was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: How amazing is that like it's the wicked. technology like yeah okay it can be bad it can be bad but really it it, it for covid i feel it did a lot of good mm-hmm. with technology because we were like hell there were nights where i was playing drinking games with all my best friends like on a group chat so i was <laughs> still able drinking to alone see to a whole new everybody level. <laughs> right yeah. like yeah with this technology imagine having this back in the day when there wasn't anything yep. like so yeah we were we're blessed with the internet, and like mm-hmm. the only thing we had to do was stay home. It's hard on mentally, but it's kind of it was pretty. We're pretty lucky for you know, just stay home. <laughs> yep. Just stay. It home. wasn't too
1: hard until they kept saying, "Oh, just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer."
0: Well, that's where I became ignorant. I know it mm-hmm. sounds bad, but I just stopped watching because I would have mm-hmm. my friends like be like, "Oh, maybe this week," and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not even gonna." I'm not even going to get my hopes up. I'm just going to literally for the whole year, I had my friends texting me every week being like, yep, still ba- still the same. We're still closed. I was like, yeah, I, I know. Like, I didn't get my hopes up. I was just like, I'm not even going to, I didn't even know when there were announcements. I didn't, I just followed the rules and stayed inside. And every day I woke up, I didn't even watch the news. I couldn't do it.
1: Well, and then they had their Every daily week? briefings, the numbers, like yeah. how many cases, how many deaths. It's like, it's so pervasive. I want to think about something else. Like,
0: Well me a like commercial. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, no, I, maybe it's bad that I'm ignorant like that, but I can't watch the news. It, it will, like, I will follow the rules and I'll do what it takes to be safe and stuff, but I cannot sit there and stew because I will, I will go crazy. I feel things very deeply. So, mm-hmm. So I stayed away from that, and, and th- there you go. Once a week, I just got told from my friends, like, what was going on, which was the same shit. It's like, oh, we're still closed. It's like, okay, well, I'll just continue. I'll go back to continuing what I was doing then. <laughs> yep. Instead of sitting there every day, like, okay, okay, we're going to open today. We're going to open today. Like, what a mental fuck that is. Like.
1: Totally. I, uh, I bought a book called... Um 10 Global Trends That Every Smart Person Should Know by Dr. Marion Loopy. And okay. it's, it's got different um, subjects, I guess. So there's different chapters, you can read through it. It's like a coffee table book. So it's very pretty, very oh, ornate. Cool. But you just, you read through it, and it's a bunch of positive stuff that's happening in the world. Oh, cool. So I, I use that to kind of just negate some of the bullshit.
0: Yeah. That's so smart. Like, th- yeah, everybody had their Maybe I'll make a a Facebook post saying like what were your coping? How did you feel better? Because you'd wake up and it was just like what today? Mm-hmm. What like your dream was better than a reality at one point in this year. Yeah.
1: And that's It was Groundhog Day every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like reset time all the time. It was terrible. So when you're singing with Stu and you have issues hitting those notes, like do you find singing certain songs like really difficult because of notes or?
0: Um, honestly, it's actually easier to sing in this band Like, not, not like, the way I sing it But, like, how there's so many people to back you up Because with mm. The Order of Chaos, it's just me, right? Okay So, and those fast, like, I mm. had no, like, if I didn't have a breath You heard me not having a breath Within Into eternity mm. I have so many people backing me up That even if I did mess up, or I did do something Someone's always there to back me up so yes into eternity is easier on like t- being able to breathe and sing but it's way it's such like when i went back to practice into eternity i was like how am i even in this band how did i even get in this fucking band they're insane like they're they're insane like even me and Stu were like practicing looking at each other like this is insane like it's just a whole other ball game man and you You got to be ready like months in advance, like loud as hell for us was kind of just like a dust off show (laughs) like, Hey, we're here. This is what's happening. Cause yeah, now we got to spend months and months together and become a well oiled machine, right? Cause this band is so technical. So yes, it is very, very challenging, but to sing it live. I always, I like, I, of course I want to hit the notes, but if I don't, like, obviously, for the high notes that I missed, Stu didn't help me with those, so no one heard the high notes, unfortunately. Yep. But again, Tim Roth was singing the backup, so it's like you got to hear Tim Roth at Loud as Hell way more than you usually mm-hmm. would, which I love his voice. So it made me happy that I got to hear him more, right?
1: I love how excited you are to be in the band. I think that comes through in your music, I still like, 100%. Am, yeah.
0: I'm very, what are some very fav- thankful. Oh, no.
1: What are some of your favorite songs, uh, Into Eternity songs to sing?
0: There's too fucking many. So when I first joined <laughs> the band, I was like, I know all this, this, and this, because I'm like obsessed with like, Chris crawl and stuff. And that's what like, they realized I have a very Chris crawl kind of sound when mm-hmm. I sing Into Eternity. So of course, like, what we play now is all the songs I chose. I would, like, like, uh, unholy like walk through the fields of the dead and like all the in oblivion stuff and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just too many, it changes every day so I love time immemorial I'm hooked on that right now like there's too many songs so even for loud as hell I was like let's change up the whole the whole set list let's play all new stuff and yeah, we didn't, like, that's the thing. This band is so crazy that you can't just put a new song on the set list. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. It it takes time to go through the harmonies and to go through the guitar harmonies and to go through all the stuff you need to do to, to make the song sound like it is on the album. So.
1: so you guys choose a set list based on the sounds of the songs?
0: Well, no, like, just like... We just, uh, the set list we chose, we've been playing for a long time. And that's like, yeah. I started that. Because when I started jamming with them, I was like, oh, I know this song and this song. So then they learned to those songs. Like, if oh. we want to just put, like, I really wanted to put Torn on the set and mm-hmm. Loud as Hell. Wouldn't it be amazing to play the first song in the very first album? Like, the fans would go nuts, right? Yeah. But you can't just put that song on there. Like, it takes time. But I don't know how they choose the songs, but... We've been playing the same, one, same ones for a while. I want to mix it up. I want I want to put new ones and put old, old ones back yep. on the set list. I don't make I like the, the set variety. list. So.
1: Well, that's okay, I as long as you do. can sing all of them.
0: <laughs> I know. Try.
1: Your song, uh, This Frozen Hell, I was very surprised <laughs> to hear that it was about Saskatchewan and not Edmonton.
0: <laughs> well, I was like, really? Regina's way colder. You know that, I know, right? but I
1: haven't spent that much time there, so... It feels like it would make more sense on this side of things. The wind (laughs) Oh yeah. You hate
0: the wind. In Regina it's like there is no break. It's just ice, wind, like fast cold freezing, like yeah. Uh, It's brutal. Yeah, it's way worse than Edmonton. (laughs) It's a statue in winter.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't I don't envy anybody living there for that reason
0: i know i guess either
1: here but so you've obviously traveled to many different places and you've been to like china and india that really interests me so how was that and did you get to stay around did you get to travel a little bit
0: um luckily with china and india my bass player set us up with that because he took his other band all else fails there before so we were lucky enough that he already had connections nice to get there uh this the first two tours with india and china that we had time to actually like cuz you know most tours you're you're in a in a town one night only mm-hmm. and then you're the next place like i played la but i only yeah. saw the back alley of la i, I didn't see la i saw mm-hmm. the back alley of the venue that we played so with china and india we had time to, like go and explore and so that was like seems like almost a waste because you should be playing shows every night but yeah we had a lot of time off and oh it was so fun like life-changing and I I honestly a tip for all those bands out there those are the kind of places that are way cheaper to go tour like Europe is amazing don't get me wrong but I'm just saying it's, it's a little cheaper to go to those places they don't buy your merchandise but it's the crowds are like the biggest crowds we've ever played were china and india Hmm. so you know because they don't have many metal bands around there and like if they do you know so yeah definitely book book your gigs there because yeah those were the biggest shows we ever played and it was incredible like ugh. I just want to go. Back. I feel like
1: India is like the final frontier for metal kind of thing. Like there are a couple bands insane. coming out of there, but not many.
0: No, it was which was insane.
1: Did you have a favorite place to tour or travel, or did you have a favorite like city to play in?
0: I had no idea that a place called Goa exists. G O A. Um, it's not even so. It's not congested like a lot of places you would think. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it doesn't even, it's a paradise. I had no idea. It's like a heaven. We didn't get to play there, but we spent five days there getting massages every day, laying on the beach. nothing wrong with that.
1: (laughs) You deserve it. You flew across the world to play a show.
0: (laughs) Well, then again, you know, some days when you're on your fifth day and you've had your like hundredth massage, you're like, okay, we should probably be playing a show or writing or doing something to benefit the band. But (laughs) what a time that was like it's it's changed my life and i everybody needs to go and travel you need to mm-hmm. see these places you need to see how people live you need to come home and realize all the things we have and how lucky we are because you know we even took a we went to we flew into mumbai and we went mm-hmm. to a slum tour and yeah they show you where people live and how it all works, and it's beautiful. These people have f- their food, they have food, and they have their family. Yep. And they're happy, and they're laughing.
1: It's humbling, you know? really.
0: It's, it, it puts things in perspective for you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there was one raggedy old slide, and it didn't even have the ladders going. Like, everything was broken, it was like falling over but there was 20 kids having the time of their life on it like it just makes you appreciate things and it makes you realize how many things you don't need
1: yep you don't need all these
0: things at all i mean they get addictive and damn right i'm addicted to my phone and everything but in the end when you don't have a lot of things you realize how much you really don't need
1: so well the (laughs) When it comes to happiness, one of the biggest things is your interpersonal relationships with, like, friends and family, because That's you always have them, you get to know them.
0: Exactly. I mean, not everybody has a good relationship with their family, but if you do, hang on to that, because it's the most important thing.
1: Yep, and most people that don't have a good relationship with their family find family in other people.
0: They do. And Am I too it's quiet best or best now? friends or, or pets or something like that, yeah.
1: So where else have you traveled?
0: I was lucky to go around America with Into Eternity, and I've been uh, to Europe many <laughs> nice. times. Amazing, amazing. We played Istanbul one time, Turkey. That was crazy.
1: That would be crazy.
0: It's, it's hard to remember, and I really regret not uh, writing down everywhere I've been. Because damn, would have been amazing to like see the list. Because I, I have a bad memory, so it's hard for me to even remember the places I've been. But, yeah, just pretty much China, India, America, Europe, and all around Canada, of course. But I just want to go everywhere, yep. right? I don't want to stop. For sure. <laughs> I want to continue.
1: Have you ever toured... Or Sorry, have you ever pl- uh, traveled just to travel? Like, have you just gone for vacation?
0: Yeah, totally. Which is... It's really tough to do that because when you take vacation and you travel it's it's with your band because Mm -hmm. you're going out with your band and then you don't have any other time to take off because you've Mm. spent all that time on tour right so it's really hard to vacation without the band so it's almost like you really got to try to make a vacation out of your tour because even though people love to think it's a vacation well it is for your mind but i mean you Mm -hmm. come back looking like you're like 20 years have passed I'll never forget (laughs) our new bass player yeah our new bass player and me came out at the same time at the airport and his wife and my my boyfriend at the time they were both like what the fuck happened to you like it's like it's rough man it ain't easy so yeah sorry I'm a scatterbrain Forgot what you asked me, but.
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. We have nothing but time, so I know it's not. I'm not very good at transition material, but I want to talk about your pop solo a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I um, know that you said uh, COVID kind of gave you the motivation, but um, like, what was it that pushed you to do that? I know you said you wanted to do that for a while, but I why had was it COVID? So
0: much time. There was Fair like. Th- then again, there's like with the people that say there's no excuse that you should have come out of COVID with a new thing. They can go and, tr- yeah, like, no, if it's, it's just because of COVID, I had all the time mm-hmm. to do it, to be up. A- Cause my, luckily my best friend, Nathan Kidd, he's yep. a producer. So I literally would just go to his studio and we would write and record. And so I was really lucky and fortunate with that.
1: That's good. Yeah. Do you uh, plan on doing more of those uh, type of single story songs?
0: My plan is to to uh, my plan is to release a different genre of song every every time I release a song. It's going to be a different genre.
1: That's so, a cool idea.
0: I know because I don't like to be put in a box, and I just want to I want to write everything. But the thing mm-hmm. about it is, I don't. Like, because uh, one of them was jazz. I really want to yep. do a jazz song, but I can't just do a jazz song. It doesn't. Sorry. good. My headphone, <laughs> sorry. So I feel like it would be disrespectful if I just went ahead and tried to write a jazz song. Like I want to know, the foundation and how jazz was born and like what it's about, right? To respect the culture mm-hmm. and to be able to, so obviously pop song, like I could, I wrote that, I've had that written for a really long time. So I was really yep. fortunate to like just, I don't know how to, okay, this is for everybody who says that they, they wish they could do what I do. Okay, listen right now, I do not play piano and that, I wrote a pop song. So it was three notes and I put lyrics to it, and then I brought it to my producer, and he put a bunch of bells and whistles on it. And that's how I wrote it. So, I literally, it was me and my keyboard with three chords, and then-
1: When you say it like that, it sounds easy, but I don't think it is. It's
0: not easy, but (laughs) it's so, it's so easy to to put it in motion, right? Like, that's what he inspired me about. He He was telling me about, Like, I was like, I really wanna get this pop song going, but it's only three chords. Like, I don't even know how to play piano. I'm gonna have to take piano lessons. uh, He said, Amanda, that's how most songs begin. So just send me what you have. So I sent him just off my phone, just my piano playing with me. And then he took the same melody, the same exact melody that I wrote, but then he added stuff to it, right? so that's really that's cool. how that worked right obviously i paid him extra because he had to like he had to take the three chords but he had to use he put it in guitar and he added some stuff mm-hmm. on there and so yeah it was really cool to to do that and like anybody out there you don't know how to do something find someone that does that's what yeah, Nate taught. Exactly. that's what nate taught me if you don't know how to play piano, find someone that does, or even if you don't know how to do that, like it's three chords, but you can, if you have the producer and you have that, you know, if you have the right producer, he can help you with that stuff. So it was really well, cool. And they should that have the right
1: happened. ear for that too. So. Yeah. so when you were learning to sing, uh, you said you had what, five vocal coaches over the, over time.
0: Yeah, like, but within, like, I barely took vocal lessons and I, I regret that for sure. I should have been taking better care of my voice, taking like learning and growing. I only started learning just a couple years ago with my vocal health coach, not a vocal coach, but vocal health coach.
1: Hmm. What's that?
0: So it's like, um, it's like I have beginner nodes. Like, it's like a singer's worst nightmare. It's like nodes on your throat. And it's like, to get rid of them, it's like almost like surgery. But I have a beginner, so it's not like too bad, but you gotta be careful. So yeah, it's just, it's it's almost a re- rehabilitation center for your voice. So she taught me so many things about, so many weird tricks to like keep your voice healthy and and make sure that you're, you know, Taking care of it and doing all the warm ups you you need to do to yeah there is all sorts of stuff so my half hour warm up turned into an hour warm up and not just like but like tongue tongue exercises and lip lip movements and jaw jaw massages like there's it's just it's never ending when it comes to the vocals.
1: So are you a fan of pop music
0: then? Yes, I'm a fan of all music. So. It's, uh, do you like my hair? I love it. Um, I, you know, well, just like any, anything, if it, musicians are very talented. So I am mm-hmm. obsessed with, yeah, a lot. There's, it's just everything. I, I can appreciate any song because art music is art and art goes anywhere. Right. So
1: do you take some inspirations from other uh, genres to put it into every your
0: metal? day? Every day.
1: Awesome. Who are some of your favorite pop artists?
0: Um, they change lots, but my favorite song right now is uh, What a Man Got to Do by Jonas Brothers. Do you know that song?
1: I have no what idea. A idea what a Man Got to Do? I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: it's a it's a silly song, but it's uh, I love uh, I feel things deeply, so like I love how that song like makes you feel Love, like it makes you believe in love. Like I don't know. It's just such a good... mm-hmm. uh I also love Taylor Swift. I like uh Beyoncé, like she just works so hard, like makes everything like everybody drives me in a different way, right? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. so like perfectionist. She works her ass off and that's what like I wanna be that kind of hardworking mm-hmm. woman, right? And then there's well, those Lady Gaga. Right? <laughs> it ridiculous, right? Like yeah that halftime show is that way because she made it that way. Like yeah. she worked her ass off for that, like blood, sweat and tears. Like,
1: yeah. And she stayed relevant for so long too. It's pretty incredible.
0: And she's like, I guess for the Grammys, she's like the first woman for many awards for lots of things. Like just, mm-hmm. just killing it. Right. Like yep. incredible. But yeah, there's too many to choose from post Malone. Like there's just so many, like I love, uh, loud as hell had a like a a halftime show in between bands and this Mm -hmm. guy called Lil God and he was a rapper and he blew my mind he blew my mind and I loved it I mean some people were like who is this guy but I I don't even care like I'm front row center for you I don't care if you're up there like being so weird I love it when people are exactly who they are
1: yeah when they when they for me like when a band performs or or any artist really when they perform and as long as I can understand what they're trying to do with the music I think mm-hmm. when when I see their emotion come through and their experience it's it's for me it's quite entertaining magical it's it's what drives yeah. me to keep seeing them
0: That's the key though right the, f- mm-hmm. the emotion like if someone's feeling your emotion behind the song you you did you did a good job that's why that's why it sucks when you're so unhappy. That's when you write the best shit. Because <laughs> it's like, thanks for the fuel. <laughs> so
1: actually, yeah, that's something I did want to chat with you about quickly. Because um, you had that mental health interview, and you were talking about um, you're in a negative space that's during so the recording of you, Sirens.
0: You watched that. I <laughs> that I, <clears throat> I was pretty uh, perverted on that one.
1: <laughs> oh, that was nothing. Don't worry. I thought, yeah, I thought the host was quite hilarious myself. I just... Yeah, he was... He seemed really excited. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, yeah... I um, love the I ending
1: forget. where he's in the straitjacket and, like, falls straight over.
0: I know. I laughed like, out loud. My, I'm like, what? Look at my <laughs> And then, and then the jogger just
1: runs by. He's like, no, nah, I'm not helping you, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I know. It's uh, like, fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he was right.
1: Uh, so, yeah, basically, you said... You said it was great, but it was stupid that you were in a bad mood. And I have Mm -hmm. to disagree with you because, and I think you just mentioned it right before we started talking about this, but that's when you write your best stuff. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I see that emotion coming through um, for the artist, that's incredible. But I also think part of the problem nowadays is that we have people that are so obsessed with keeping us out of that negative emotion. They want to keep keep us at baseline happiness or positive emotions. But part of dealing with this shit is just, going into those dark times and understanding why you're there
0: accept the emotion Mm -hmm. and bring it in instead of trying to ignore it
1: be at peace with it figure it out it's not easy it's not easy i don't want anyone to think that but once you're at peace with it you can start having some clarity and move towards a better place but
0: well um, that's every day yeah i've been trying really hard to be like thank you for this emotion even if it's the Mm -hmm. most awful one It like, for me, I used to, I'm really happy to say this right now. I used to Mm -hmm. recent, recently just figured it out. Used to have crippling anxiety about death. And it made me be very like, even if I had a bad emotion, it was Mm -hmm. like, thank you. It makes me feel alive. Like I'm living. Mm -hmm. I get to feel angry. I get to feel stressed out. And of course it's not something you want to feel every day, but you Know when there are days where you can't, where it's out of your control, like every like you can't just be happy every day. And I understand that I'm like that, I'm very tree hug and hippie, and every day Mm -hmm. it seems like I'm great. But no, when I'm sad, you people know, like, and you got to learn how to embrace it, take it, and yeah, and and
1: direct it it towards that's what I'm, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I say in one of my pop songs. It's like. Yeah, one of the lyrics in my pop songs is totally like it makes me these emotions inside. It makes me feel alive, right? So
1: with your with your emotions, are they reflected in your other bands' lyrics too? Like uh lyrically do you write them down or is it just the emotion that kind of comes through?
0: I think uh with The Order of Chaos, we were so like me and Simon were we just had this way of writing and it always got dark. It always was about <laughs> demons or or something. So we had a yep. way of writing. And of course, I would bring my emotion and my lyrics into it because a lot of the time mm-hmm. I would just write shit stuff and then I would bring it to him and he would choose what he liked. So it, every time I write something, there's my emotions in it. Like even one of the other songs I released on YouTube, I like wrote that crying on my paper. Mm-hmm. Like the paper was soaking wet by the oh, end of it. Wow. And like with singers, not just singers, like any musician,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: a people don't realize it's it's a thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole day thing for me, and I I sit at the the piano, and if it's an emotional song, which usually it is, I've mm-hmm. got my water there, I've got my my Kleenex there, and I make sure that no one's home because. Mm-hmm. I bawl my eyes out and then I get up and I go and I take a nap or I go watch TV and then I sit back down with it. And then I bawl my eyes out again and get some more out and then I get back up again and I go for a walk. Like I don't actually sit and practice for hours, which I wish I had that. I wish I mm-hmm. did that. But I just, there are days where I just, that's all I do. But it it's like happens in months of spurts. So yeah, like it's a very emotional process.
1: Yeah. Um, did you write before getting into bands? Like, were you writing lyrics or poems or anything?
0: Yeah. I, uh, my stepfather who I released my Christmas or his, his Christmas song with, I don't know if you saw that. He, he's the one that like put an acoustic guitar in my hand. He's the one that taught me how to play, uh, Hard Day's Night by the Beatles, like, he's the reason why cool. I'm even into this. So I had a bunch of songs I did. I did write, and I don't remember what they are. And I That's wish okay. I did, because, oh, my God, some of them are hilarious. Oh, yeah, I wrote a song. My first song was about a chicken, I think. You know that, You know that, like, bass line? <laughs> do, 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 yeah. do. Yeah, that was my song. I can't remember nice. what it what, went like, but... Something, nah, hey, nah, nah, you have nah, a song nah, about a
1: chicken. You guys did the chicken dance. I see a new single. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if yeah, I dance to it, but <laughs> 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 That's funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, now on the o- other side of things too. It's interesting that uh, with like with emotion, you can make you can make interesting lyrics, great performances, but it makes people feel on the other side of things too. Like music has so many Elevating properties, I guess. It makes you happy. It makes you angry. It makes you excited. It's a Isn't cool thing, cool? I think.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's incredible. That's why music is so important. Like, mm-hmm. and and the cool thing is, is like you could write a song about one thing, and the fan could interpret it a complete different way.
1: Mm-hmm. This helped, exactly. this
0: helped me through this. It's like, how did that? but that's how it is. Or you, or you've listened to a song for so long and it connects with you in this way. And then you figure out what it's, what it's about. And it's not at all what you are connecting. Mm-hmm. That's, it doesn't matter if it connects to you in any way. That's, that's the, why music is so fucking amazing. Like, and then with songs you can listen life to hundreds music, of times. Uh, nope. Right? Thank
1: you. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did I go with this? So, I was looking at the metal archives there, and um, you have a nickname, the Wench. <laughs> Where did that come from?
0: I think that came from me just being a retard. Um,
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Um, I, I think my guitar player gave me that name, but I totally like gave it to my like he gave me the name, but I like embodied it because it's yeah. I was just crazy. I was like seventeen and out of control. I always loved to make people laugh and be like, whoa, like just, I was very just out of control. So that was my name, right? I was just drunk and loud all the time, cackling, like, so that's, That's I gave myself that name pretty much,
1: but were you already in uh, the order of chaos when that happened?
0: Yeah, I was before. Yeah. Like that was pretty much right when I began with the order of chaos. So Mm -hmm. I was, I don't even think I was of age or I just turned 18 something like that but yeah, it was And you a long guys released
1: uh with them what five albums, I think or four?
0: Yeah. Like a couple EPs as well, so mm-hmm. It was like at least six. I don't know. It was like six, I'm
1: I think. not impressed that like this is the first year I've heard about that band, so I listened through most of the albums and I'm like oh. this shit's great. Why haven't I not heard about this yet?
0: <laughs> uh, we're very like we're well known but we're not mm-hmm. out there. For some reason, it's just never been. But then again, like we as a band, we weren't exactly like the hardest working band together. I feel mm. like if we were all the way we we're supposed to be, we would have taken this band and, and made it like insane. But then again, mm-hmm. we got to take it, take it back a bit and be like we ha- we did. We did a lot of amazing things. Yeah. And the best times of my life were spent by those guys side. And they're my brothers forever and I love them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were pretty fucked up band and we were chaos. Like we were chaotic and we lost a lot of bass players, you know, like we had the same, the same lineup for a while, like for a long yep. time, but it was hard to be in the band. You had to have a strong heart and head because we were just silly all the time. So, I mean, I'm sure bands loved to to tour with us. Cause we probably made them look good. <laughs> we toured with battle beast and it's like they were working out and writing their songs and we were just getting wasted. And well, I mean, we were in Europe, you know, like we were, a whole, mm-hmm. we were a whole new band when we were on tour. So we yeah. would, yeah, it was fun though. We had the best times of our lives and I wouldn't change a thing. So
1: well, and, uh... The Order of Chaos came out with an album in 2020. Were you guys affected with the production by COVID?
0: I don't think so cuz we knew that that was our last. We knew that that was our last album and we knew that after that it was I mean it kind of sucks cuz we probably would have had opportunities with it but the mm-hmm. whole point was to finish the uh, to get the album done. For the sake of, you know, O the new drummer who worked so hard, yep. and Simon who put it to all together worked so hard, I just felt like I owed it to me and the band to just put out one more thing, which doesn't make sense, right? Because after you release an album, you tour with it and stuff. But we weren't yeah. even sure what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of just, like, ended when... But it probably ended before before it ended, you know? Like, we just... It's one of those things where you were together for so long and it just, it had to, there had to be an end point.
1: Yeah. It was a mutual which, split and this was kind of like a super farewell. Super sad,
0: super sad. But, and, and I mean, at the time, maybe there was some anger and, and resentment and all that, but now honestly, it's, I, I like loud as hell. I was hanging out with mm-hmm. like, you know, quietest as there, all else fails. So everybody was there. So So it's, I still see the boys and that's what broke my heart at the beginning. I just didn't want to Mm -hmm. never see them again. You know, they're, they're like my brothers. I see them every fucking day and then never seeing them again. That, yeah, that was what was going to break my heart, but I'm actually, yeah, I'm really happy that we're all just like a family still. And yeah, it's, it had to be done, you know, eventually like everything's got to end at some point and I hate that, but it's true for some there's reason there's nothing wrong
1: with going your separate ways with other projects or other right? interests and you, you guys came out some to kick-ass music so whatever
0: yeah it's all and good whatever and whatever any of those boys do i i'm mm-hmm. so proud of them and i will support them throughout the whole thing like i'm excited to see what everybody does on their own it's bittersweet mm-hmm. for sure
1: well that's how good music keeps coming out right people change people move like their tastes well, that's and everything rel-
0: relationships too right like yep. if you can find something that lasts forever that's amazing and rare and good for you but you're supposed to go through people and learn and grow and move on mm-hmm. and but that took a long time to learn like change is hard <laughs> so well it's never the same really thing with, with, with
1: friendships end. and stuff too like yeah. sometimes people just grow apart and that's totally fun. it's i mean i'm sure covid didn't help but it no. definitely <laughs> pushed some people away and um
0: People Some people I together. don't talk to
1: anymore and I'm not necessarily angry about it, but I'm happy that they were a part of my life too.
0: But you both have that understanding though.
1: Like, exactly.
0: You both. And was that the
1: was... same with you in the order of chaos or the rest of the guys there?
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I have, I don't talk to Simon much. He's, he's off doing, he's not, he's not always in Edmonton all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's busy with his business and stuff. And I don't see the boys a lot, but like I go to Tim, my drummer I go to his house for dinner and stuff with his family Mm -hmm. because I meant crazy Auntie Manda to his kids and which is like like oh even uh, my bass player had a baby and he called me Auntie Manda it's just like that that's what that's what makes me happy because it broke my heart thinking that I would never see them again it's like Mm -hmm. how could we how could we not ever see each other again like all the things we've done, you know, and yeah. I'm excited for the future to, you know, sit down with some of those boys and write stuff together just for yeah. fun, you know,
1: have collab so, projects and stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's really fun to see them on stage and watching them because I never got to do got to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I've always been on stage with them. So it's really fun to like support each other and like, you know, because we all yeah. played like, quiet as all us fails and into eternity. That's most of the band, so we That's all got to cool. play together. Yeah.
1: Now, if you had the chance to do a show or a tour with both bands, would you do it?
0: Yeah. That would be fucking hard, though. Yeah. The, I think, to... I don't know
1: if a tour would be even possible, but maybe. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, you could, you always, it's funny because there's been times where that is a thing and and you just say yes, because you're like, what I'm going to make it work. It's going to happen. But no, there's always been talk about that, right? Like combining all the bands together into one big tour. But
1: Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: who knows, who know what, who knows what the future brings? Because there was two years of not even touching a microphone. And then all of a sudden I was at a festival with all my fucking metal family. So who knows what could happen?
1: Just do it. Just say yes. (laughs) <laughs> I know, right?
0: I know a lot of people are talking about a Order of Chaos farewell thing, but I just, I don't think anybody wants to do that. I mean, of course, the fans would deserve it. Like, we mm-hmm. love the fans and we appreciate them and for everything they've done for us all, the, all throughout those years. So if anything, they deserve, like, they deserve it. But I just don't think, yeah, it's just time to, new beginnings New, new yeah, chapter, a whole new book. <laughs> so. You know what?
1: If it comes to that point where uh, where you do a farewell show or you reunite, that so be it. But focus on your other projects. Hey, never
0: know. Anything's possible, man.
1: Yeah. Um, you also mentioned you went to Shambhala a few times. Are you into? You're obviously into electronic music too.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough that uh, my ex boyfriend I showed him some sick ass metal bands, and he yeah. showed me some sick ass DJs. So. I was very lucky that I'd been to Sham twice and I have my, I have my ticket again for last year, but they thankfully I'm able to use it within three years. So oh, I have my ticket. It good. just depends on when I want to go when it's like back to normal. So what a, what a festival. Holy shit, man. Like it, it sparked, it sparked, like I've always wanted to do this. I want to travel the world mm-hmm. and go to every festival there is like, mm-hmm. not just like Burning Man and, those crazy ones but even those intimate little ones like there are loud as hell festivals all around the world Mm -hmm. like those kinds of like epic like small town festivals like yep which i'm excited for loud as hell i feel like they're gonna grow bigger and bigger each year but in every town there's totally those festivals like i want to go to those
1: (laughs) well and the thing the thing that i thought was cool about loud as hell is i think all the bands were canadian were they not
0: Well, they, I think they had to be this time around. Usually they do fly out other bands from other places, Mm -hmm. but this time it was so quick and it, like, you can't fly. Like, there's no, yeah. yeah. So this time around it had to be all local, but it was still, it's always the best time. And it doesn't sound, it doesn't, it's funny because when I explain it to people, they're like, what? There's gopher holes everywhere? I'm like, yeah, but you just gotta,
1: yeah and big plateaus and a bunch of dirt
0: (laughs) no i love it it's the best time you just if you're a camper then good because like i'm i'm a big camping person so i was set up i i was fine but yeah you gotta escape the heat somehow so you gotta bring your tarps and bring your water and just like anything shambhala was the worst like with the dust and the heat and stuff but you need to be prepared (laughs) like make Mm -hmm. sure you have everything And then you can be comfortable.
1: Have you ever thought about combining electronic music with metal?
0: Wouldn't that be cool? It already is a thing. Um,
1: I've heard a couple bands, but I don't know many good ones.
0: (laughs) Um, So there's a band called Destroyed with an I. And I went there with my friend Josh and uh, Sean from Divinity. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? We went to Calgary. Yep and there are three men and they're all dressed up like predator like in full predator suits one plays the electric drums and then two play guitars so they're DJs but they play live like a band and it's it is so heavy but it's but it's it's rave music but it's heavy and it's fucking amazing like,
1: isn't one of those guys excision
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. he is. Okay, that is yeah. the group
1: I'm thinking of. Isn't that fucking have you, wicked? Uh, have you heard of the Bloody Beat Roots?
0: No. I'm no? getting a pen right now. This, <laughs> this is what I love to do. I love to... Uh, like, even when I'm, you know, like in the cab and they, like, change their change their music, I'm like, no, 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 put it, put it back. I want to hear what you listen to. Like, I the heard Bloody of Bloody The Bloody Beat Roots have Beat two
1: different Roots. sets. They have a DJ set and a live set. And... When I saw them live uh, doing their band set, it was one of the heaviest, most aggressive cool. uh, shows I'd ever seen at that point, but man,
0: cool.
1: they killed it. And
0: That's amazing.
1: It's such a unique style of music. I'm not really sure if I like what they're putting out now, but um, yeah, they have some pretty solid tunes.
0: That makes me really happy. I'm excited to see... Um there's a bunch. There's a huge. She's really popular at Shambala. She's called Res, R E Z Z, Z Z. Yep. Rez. She's and uh, the other one I fell in love with was Whip Cream. She's Whip Cream. Like, these <laughs> badass chicks on the on the DJ like up there, like, yeah. and they're not just like your opinion is your opinion. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're they're tweaking their volumes and stuff, but people don't understand like what they're doing. Some mm-hmm. DJs like yeah, they just do this and that. But th- those DJs at Shambala, you you watch them like as a musician. I'm like, holy fuck! Like they're doing a lot up there. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. They're jumping around. They're like, and to to be able to transition, like it's it's a thi- It's an art thing that I want to actually tap into, because I feel like as a musician, I feel like I'd write some sick fucking beats. I don't know, but like with some practice, obviously, right?
1: Oh, I tried to, uh, I don't wanna say tried to make a song, but getting used to this audio software, I just messed around with the audio and yeah. came out with this really crappy techno song. <laughs> it was the most horrendous thing I've ever heard, but it was my song and I'm I cool with that. I wanna hear it. <laughs> no, you don't, trust me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do, uh, I love it all. Hey man, that's your first one. Imagine, imagine like where you could go, right?
1: Oh, I have no musical talent. I just really enjoy listening.
0: That's uh you can gain musical talent the fact that you already wrote a tech song like that, I don't even know how to do that. So you're already, Oh, no, I just,
1: Oh, don't give me too much credit. I just played with some of the, uh, the loops and put them all together in weird that's places. Awesome.
0: That's how it begins, man.
1: I guess that's true, but I'm not sure like, that I'd have the patience. <laughs>
0: oh, I know if, 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 if it, I only say if it's something you're passionate about, then yeah. there's no excuses. Then you need to like, you need there. Everything is at your fingertips with like YouTube and all your friends. Like, Yep. It's especially nowadays, like
1: there's so many avenues for you to take.
0: Right. And like, look at like this girl, she was like, I couldn't do what you do. And, and she was just telling me about how she just became a nurse. And I was like, Oh, I, you couldn't do what I do. And she's like, I was like, just do this. She's like, I can't, I don't know how. And I was like, okay. So when you began, began your nursing school, you didn't know how to do all that either. She's like, no. But now, you know, she's like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> there you go. Like
1: it's hard to you're argue Passionate that.
0: about it. It's you. It's all in here, man. It's all you. Yeah. This is what's stopping you. No one is stopping you. You are, <laughs> it's not conceited. Like every day I'm not saying this to everybody else. I'm just saying I am worthy. I am talented. I am exactly who I am. I, I, trust myself i trust the universe like you gotta stop being so hard on yourselves you know
1: that's a good attitude to have especially well some people take it the wrong bullshit. way and
0: then they're like yeah i'm the shit it's like that's not how that works <laughs> like,
1: uh, those people get checked pretty quick
0: you think you think some of them just will never change but
1: that's also true but that's up to them
0: <laughs> and it's up to um, us to learn how to deal with it <laughs>
1: Oh, most of the time I just ignore them or let them make them fools that's, of themselves. Honestly,
0: but... that's the key. It's it's literally, the, this speaks volumes mm-hmm. when you say nothing. Because most of the time when I have said something, I've regretted it and it never made anything better. So if you're in a situation with someone, just shut your mouth and let them be crazy. <laughs> or let them be their selfish selves and they'll, they'll figure out quickly that you not speaking, then they'll have the time to figure out. That they're being idiots, you'd think. Hope so, anyway. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Yeah, you hope so. No problem at all.
0: Self again. There we go. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Of course. So, I don't know how to say this band name, but I found a uh, a single where you did guest lyrics, um... Bogue Zora Carrer. What? No, I didn't find out that one. Uh, Zora Carrer? Zora Carrer? I can't pronounce it. I don't know. Anyways.
0: Am I a bad person for not knowing that?
1: No. I've never heard of them. Anyways, my follow up question was Did you get into black metal? Or have oh, you ever wait, are really you, branched out about glenn Maybe. Uh the song Jesus. was called Through Hyperion Wastelands.
0: Why am I? This is like putting me. I on could the be spot. completely
1: wrong too. This is off the internet, so it's maybe not true.
0: Yeah, but you might be like putting me on the spot, and I'm an asshole, and I have a terrible memory, and they're probably like, "What the fuck? You like sang for us? You don't even remember?" Like,
1: no wait. I can't remember what I did last week. So if they're that um, uppity about it, it
0: might have been a long time ago. I because I say yes I to so. everybody. I I love to be like yes, 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 which sometimes I put put too much on my plate, and then I. Yep. And then I fuck people over a bit. No, you're probably right. I'm just an asshole and I don't remember. I apologize. I don't
1: think then. you're an asshole at all. Thanks. Did, have you done a lot of guest vocals then on yeah. different Yeah, Yeah, uh, so much to the point
0: where I, I don't remember. <laughs>
1: like, That's actually pretty cool.
0: But it's, I like when different like, metal
1: artists collaborate and do tracks together. It's pretty awesome. It's
0: not just uh, metal. I've done so many things. I've done... all. If, if you had a... Well, actually, yeah. No, my, I was going to say, if you had a country band, I would, I would hop on that. No problem. Like it's, uh, my stepdad was writing that Christmas song. Like I'll say, I love it all. I just want to like sing everything, you know, explore every genre out there. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Is this like video? You also
1: mentioned that, sorry.
0: People can see on your podcast, the video.
1: No, not yet I, well, I'm I didn't want to make that investment I'm
0: not very good at like this whole video thing Because I'm like <laughs> Running around the city So, so it's no, not video totally It's just a voice
1: Oh yeah, so at the beginning of the podcast You started in a car and now you're in a building You've been all over the place But I thought I it, was, some... <laughs> it was
0: video So that they would be seeing this
1: Take them uh, for a tour in Edmonton
0: no, I, I, I thought it was all on video, so I was like, well, I'm sorry, the video sucks, because I'm, like, running around and stuff. I apologize. You no, I
1: figured... Something. Oh, no, I was just going to say... Uh, I don't even remember what I was going to ask, but
0: <laughs> the reason I didn't won't. get
1: into video first is because mm-hmm. I suck at... Um, I'm not good with scripts, and I'm not quite comfortable with this yet. Right. So once I'm comfortable, I'll probably move to video, but uh, for my first few episodes, it's just getting used to talking into a mic, used to hearing myself. Hey, this is a, uh, this
0: is a lot already. Like podcasts aren't easy. So, good for you, man. It's a good start. But I
1: talk a lot, so it should be easier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I talk a lot too, oh, so. Whatever,
1: it's all good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
0: Well, sometimes it is. So
1: So I think to wrap things up, um can you tell me some of your favorite current bands?
0: Oh goodness. Well,
1: well, current favorite bands, not necessarily current bands, but...
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Jonah's Brothers right now is my go-to, but like a month ago... Or no, not a month ago. So there's like a couple songs I listen to in the morning to get me pumped up. And of course, if you watch Shit's Creek, I've been listening to a lot of Tina Turner. Okay. <laughs> the best, because it's like in that episode, he like sings that song. So now that song's trending again. So I totally pump that up and dance around my house, but I sing it to awesome. myself now because I need to learn. You're simply the best, <laughs> better than all the rest. Anyway, so there's that? You have
1: to put a death growl in there.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that right now.
1: <laughs> don't worry. I've been about smoking
0: it. a lot of pot, so that's that helps. It helps, helps a lot. Like, Get the rest. Oh, with the growl.
1: <laughs> For sure. I thought you meant it helped like. Get your voice back to normal. Fuck no, there's no way.
0: For the clean, it's not good clean wise. But when I quit smoking pot for two years, I it yeah. was hard to scream. It was very hard to scream. Interesting. So that sucked because so then I I I got back into smoking again because of quarantine and whatever. And now my yeah. growls are back to the way they were. So it's like one or the other or something. That's why it's so tough to do both, right?
1: Oh, I never even thought of that.
0: It's uh you you either do. You either do both or you got to sacrifice one eventually because you can't do it forever. And if you do, it's because you're Stu Block or you're an inhuman vocalist that, you know, <laughs> that's incredible. But yeah, no, I'm just honestly, it changes every day. Uh, my, last, my last month's hype up song was Express Yourself by Madonna. <laughs> yep. I've uh, been really digging Alice Chains lately. Like, obviously, I've been a fan, but then, you know, you get back into it. And, like, you just listen yep. to it for a month. Like,
1: Oh, yeah. And there's songs you have on repeat for a couple of months I and know. you get sick of them.
0: I've been uh, getting into a lot of uh, Steph Don. She's amazing. She's a uh, pop reggae. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Check out Collie Buds. C-O-L-L-I-E-B-U-D-Z-Z. Collie Buds. He's fucking. Good. He's a sick reggae singer. Yeah.
1: I'll do that right after this. Yeah.
0: Then. Come around. The song's called "Come Around." It's really cool. Okay. Come Around by awesome. Buds. Yeah, it's a chill. Get, light like up it. a joint and and listen to that.
1: Well, in that on that note, uh, we can conclude this. And thanks for spending this time with me.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon. Thank you.